Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the DE Podcast. I'm joined with Aiken Rage as usual. And we have a ton of information to cover today. Um, the last time we met, we were midway through the second round, and now we're midway through the conference finals. Um, just a quick recap. We had um, the Celtics beat the Bucks in seven. Game six and seven were both crazy. Game seven with a big blowout. We had the Warriors beat the Grizzlies in game six. Um, then we had the Mavericks destroy, destroy the Suns in game seven. And then oh also we had, God. I know it was crazy. And no, then we had upset. Miami. I know it was like, by, it was like, by oh, I mean, it, the end was, was 38, but they were up by like 50 at one point in Phoenix in game seven. Um, and then Miami beat Philadelphia in six games. Um, so I think we can begin with the Celtics versus Heat series. So in this series, both teams were going back and forth. Um, with two blowout wins in the first two games. But now Miami took game three last night in Boston. They were up 26. They let Boston cut it to one, then had a decent run to end the game, winning by six. Um, so Jason Tatum averaging about 18 points per game, Jalen Brown 25 points per game, leading the way with Jalen Brown having a really good game last night and Jason Tatum not doing as well. Um, then we have Grant Williams, a surprising third option who played really well against Milwaukee and brought it into this series. Um, and also last night we had Marcus Smart go out midway through the game with an injury, come back five minutes later, Jason Tatum go out with a shoulder injury, come back five minutes later as well. So it kind of, you know, shows that the Celtics trainers are doing a really good job. Um, <laughs> and then Jimmy, Jimmy Butler was, um, was not in, in the game in the second half with, um, something in his knee, um, so they did not have Kyle Lowry or PJ Tucker. However, they both came back um, in Game Three, and they both and they both played really good, especially Kyle Lowry. And then um, Marcus Smart and Al Horford came back um, in Game Two and Game Three. So, anyway, can we expect the series to be a close one, or was Game Two just a fluke for Miami, and will they take it home? Well, I don't think game two, like something like game two is going to happen again, where like the Celtics literally, they shot 50% from the field, 50% from three and 90% from the free throw line. Like they had an insanely historic shooting night. Um, so I don't think something like that is going to happen again for the Celtics, but I don't think it's a situation where we have, oh yeah, it's just going to be the Heat are going to win in a gentleman sweep in five or something like that. I think that um, we saw what happened. The Celtics cut the lead down to almost one. I think that if Jason Tatum didn't have such a terrible night, they would have probably won this game, especially with no Jimmy Butler. So I feel like everything about this game just t- tells you that it's going to be continue to be close um, going forward. And I think that game three, game four, at least, they'll probably take it. And going into Miami, it'll be 2-2. Um, so I don't think it was a fluke. What about you? Yeah, I don't think so. I think, you know, game two, obviously Boston played good and they kind of like yesterday kind of proved like without Tatum, your team still like, you know, they still had the chance to almost be Miami. It was at home, so they were expected to win, but hopefully they can make a good comeback in game four and take it. And we'll also see what happens with Jimmy Butler, if he's going to be out or if he's going to be back. Um, But I think, I mean, it's kind of hard to decide the winner. Because anything can happen. Like we see, we've seen so many blowouts, and we've seen a lot of comebacks in every single series in the playoffs, um, coming from the Celtics, the Warriors, like both both of those teams. So um, I think it would be cool for like a Celtics Warriors final, 
because you can never expect you don't know what's going to happen especially if the team goes up in the first half you don't know if they're going to come back um so i think for like the warriors maverick series we can give a short recap on that and the warriors lead the mavericks 2-0 after game two the warriors got a nice comeback win down 19 um, came back and won the warriors had four players averaging over 10 points per game um, which um, contrasts with the Mavs, where Luke is <laughs> averaging. Oh my lot, god! He's averaging thirty-two points per game this series. Um, so you know, in terms of his performance, it's a really good performance. But obviously, um, it's kind of kind of goes back to the Phoenix Sun series, where you know you have to, you know, you have to, you know, help out Luca, um, especially those guys like Jalen Brunson, Maxi Kleber, um, Dorian Finney-Smith. They do not have – they haven't had um, Tim Hardaway Jr. in the playoffs at all, but that you still have to, you know, have at least like two, three guys that are averaging above 10 points per game, maybe even 15. So um, – but for the Warriors, Curry is playing really well, shooting outstanding. Clay is definitely playing his role better. He's getting into the paint more, dunking the ball more. Um, obviously, not being the most athletic guy on the team, he's, you know, showing off his balance and he can – he showed that he can really get into the paint. Um, so, in my opinion, this series is a great series. Although it's 2-0, it's been like both games have been really good. Um, and it kind of it's kind the Mavericks are in the same situation as they were against Phoenix. You're down 2-0. You're going to Dallas. Like, what's going to happen? You know. So, I think that the Mavericks can you know have a chance. They just need to do what they did against Phoenix, where Luca and Brunson both show up, and then you have those like Dorian Finney-Smith playing decent, like what he did in games three and four against Phoenix. So the Mavericks really need to bring, you know, everybody to play well, not just Luca, because everyone knows Luca's probably going to drop on another thirty points tonight. So yeah, easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think well, Jalen Brunson had a really good game in game two. He scored thirty-one points um, or thirty-two points, I think. So that was really good for him. Um, I, the Mavericks literally had that game. They were up by so much. Um, but, of course, it's the Warriors. I still, I still think the Warriors are probably going to win in five, maybe six, because, I mean, they're not Chris Paul. They're not going to end this series. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't think. I don't think that they'll choke this series lead um, being up 2-0. And I think the moment that they steal a game in Dallas, which they probably will, either tonight or game four, uh, I think that they'll have the series in the bag. But, I mean, I really don't want the Warriors to win um, the title because, like, it's great if they do, but I really want, like, like somewhat of a new team to win. So, like, yeah, maybe because the- you have – yeah, like, like, the, for, like, you know, you don't want, like, the Warriors winning every – I mean, the last few years have been really good because you've had, like, the Raptors, then the Lakers, and the, then the Bucks, Especially the Raptors. That was, like, the best year ever. Um, um, it was a pretty totally, good year. Yeah, totally not because I'm a fan of the Raptors, but um, <laughs> no, but I don't, but, no, but I mean, I love Steph Curry, I love Clay Thompson. It would be cool for the Warriors to have that story where you know, heartbreaking loss in 2019, the worst team in the league in 2020, improvement in 2021, lost in the plane, but then go and win the title, you know, with so many struggles with Clay Thompson having his injury, Curry getting having his hand surgery. Um, but again, I think with with all these four teams, each player deserves a ring. I think that you know Tatum deserves a ring, Jimmy Butler deserves a ring, Luca deserves a ring, Curry. I mean, everybody does. But the Mavericks, there is such a young team. So I, even if I even if they lose, I think they still have 
you know, a really strong chance in the future to take it. Um, and then also the Celtics are decently young. Um, and the Heat, the Heat are so so. I mean, Kyle Lowry came to Miami from Toronto to win a ring. So I don't want the, the I don't want I don't I don't want the Heat or the Warriors to win because if Miami wins, then everyone's gonna say Kyle Lowry made the right decision. He left Toronto, he got what he wanted, but I don't want people thinking that. So I'm really rooting for the Celtics. Um, but again, like I'm I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I think I'm I'm out of all four of these teams, I follow the Mavs more because Luke is like one of like what if not my favorite player in basketball right now. Um so, yeah, I, I mean, if you want to, if you want me to send my prediction, I think that the Warriors will win the West, and for the East, it's more it's tougher because the series is so close. But I think if Jimmy Butler is out, then I think Boston will take it. But even if he's in, I mean, you never know. This one, it's one of those series where it's so unpredictable what can happen. So, like we yeah. like we literally, we literally saw like there can be a game where. Jason Tatum goes off. There can be a game where Jason Tatum plays terrible. There's a, there can be a game where Jimmy Butler plays like absolutely terrible. Like Bam Adebayo, like was like so impressive last night. He he literally had like 16 points in the first two games, and then he had 20, like 30 in this in the third. So it can really show that the series can be super close. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm okay with whoever. Yeah, I think. I kind of agree with you. I really, especially since this year, like you didn't have the Lakers in, didn't have the Nets in. There was a lot of like, I would say newer teams and like newer players, like the Grizzlies or the Nuggets or I guess even the, the Suns, the Pelicans, yeah. um, all these guys that are normally not in the playoffs or normally not high seeds. Um, that Because it was so new, I kind of want one of those teams to win. Obviously, a lot of them are eliminated, but like it would be nice if um, – the Mavs one would be nice. And I also would like the Celtics to win. Even though they've won so many titles, it still feels different because, like, it's Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Um, and I really like Jason Tatum also. But I, I think that a really good, really weird series, like, interesting one would be Celtics versus Mavs. Like, yeah. I wonder who would win that. I think the Celtics would, but it would be cool. It would just be cool to see Luka in the finals, honestly. Yeah, I think it would be cool. Because the last time they played, Luca scored a game winner on them, so they had already showed that they're super competitive against each other. Um, but you know, I think kind of speaking of like those those like low teams getting into the playoffs. I mean, we can move on to the draft. The NBA draft lottery results have come in, and we have the Orlando Magic, the worst team in the league, getting the number one overall pick. Um, we have you know um, Houston getting the number three pick. Um, I somehow forgot who got the number two pick. Um, yeah, I don't remember who got the number. I think it's the Pistons. Um, so, I mean, the same three teams as usual who get those three picks. Um, but what do you think about, you know, like the, the Magic? Like, who are they? Like, are they going to pick Chet Holmgren? Are they going to pick Jabari Smith? Um, who do you think they're going to pick? I think that I feel like either one could any, any of the three, honestly, like Chad Colbreem, Jawari Smith, or Paulo Banchero, like all of them could be good for, for I mean they have Jonathan Isaac, who's been injured, so we don't know how he's gonna play. Mo Bamba, and then they have Cole Anthony at point guard. But since none of the top three picks are gonna be point guards, um, I think they they're pretty good. They could pretty much draft into any position, honestly. 
Honestly, they should do chat. I feel like that'd be cool. Um, I think that'd be good for them. I, I think, like, I saw what he said about, like, they, they asked him who's going to be the best player in the, in the NBA, and he said that yeah. it'll be me in two months. Um, yeah. And, I, like, I just like like when people do that. I like when they're really um, almost not cocky, but, like, somewhat confident. arrogant. Confident. Yeah, yeah. confident is the word. I, it's good. I like that. So, I think they should draft chat. Yeah, and, and I think for the – I think the Rockets would be good with Bonchero because they have Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. So I think that Bonchero could really go, do well in that mix because he would have like a really decent starting lineup of like Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Paul Bonchero, and then like, I mean, um, Christian, Christian Wood. Wood. Yeah. yeah. So if he doesn't leave. So that's already a, a decent team that I, I think could make the play in tournament. So, um, I mean, it's too early to say, obviously, but you never know. Um, so I think that the Rockets, if they pick Bonchero, they can make a huge improvement. And then the Pistons are a team that I'm really looking out for next year because if they draft, like, I mean, they're going to draft probably a center. So mm-hmm. if they draft Chet or Jabari, you have like Sadiq Bey, Jeremy Grant. Um, and I think, I mean, they do have like, you know, Corey Joseph, Hamid Diallo, but I think they really need some sort of like point guard that's actually like decent like you know could be like a really good starter that they could probably sign or you know trade for um like trade away like frank jackson and some of those guys that aren't as good for him and maybe a couple of draft picks um yeah. i don't know oklahoma city has the second pick right yeah they have the second pick. yeah yeah so I mean, Oklahoma City is like is like, they're good for the next seven years because they have all the first round draft picks. Um, yeah, so, literally. Yeah, I, so. Honestly, you know, I saw something interesting about Oklahoma City. People are actually saying that if you think about it, as of right now, Oklahoma City won the Paul George trade. Hmm. I think that's true, because like yeah, they just got the number two pick from. Um, well, that's obviously theirs, but I mean. They got the number two pick. I think they have another one in the first round, too, from the Clippers. Um, the Clippers are, like, I mean, Kawhi's injured, but they've kind of fallen off completely. <laughs> they didn't even make the playoffs this year. Um, no finals, no ring. The Lakers got a ring before the Clippers. So I feel like Oklahoma City is kind of winning that right now because Shy is super good. He's probably going to be an all-star, like, either next year or the year after. And then they have all these picks. They're going to get so much talent. And they they might even get – farther than the Clippers and maybe even as soon as like two or three years. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah, that's realistic. Yeah. Oklahoma has a bright future. And I think even with Detroit, that they, they don't have like, you know, top three picks, I think they can still be really, really good. Um, yeah. But like, here's the thing about, imagine if like they saw Oklahoma, like somehow, like even with all these picks, they somehow fail to get someone really good, like they only draft busts or something, that would be <laughs> yeah. crazy. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be funny. But um, you know, I think one more move that can go is like the head coaching stuff. You have like the Lakers who are obviously trying to find a new coach. They they now have three finalists. They have the current Warriors assistant Kenny Atkinson. The Bucks assistant Darvin Ham and then Terry Stotts, who was the former Portland Trailblazers head coach. Um, and then Frank Vogel is looking for is probably a realistic target for the Charlotte Hornets. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think that like oh, I also heard that Darvin Ham, apparently LeBron reportedly 
not confirmed. Reportedly, LeBron is like really pushing for Darvin Ham to be the head coach of the Lakers. Um, so that's interesting. But I don't think that changing your head coach is going to do anything for you when if you still have Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, um, Dwight yeah. Howard, and all these guys starting and and like off the bench for your team. So, I mean, I don't. I, it's great if they switch out their coach, but. It's really their rosters that needs fixing, not not the coaching. Right, right. Yeah, I don't think you need – I mean, for Frank Vogel, maybe it was his time to go, but I don't know. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know because the Lakers, there are also rumors that Nick Nurse could be the head coach for the Lakers. And then I remember seeing Masai Ujiri do an interview, and he said they could – like, he made this funny joke. He was, like, saying – I dream of many things. Like I dream of having Kobe Bryant on my team, and the Lakers have that dream of having Nick and Nurse. So yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it was kind of funny. So, yeah. Based on that, Nick Nurse is not leaving Toronto. Um, but I still, I think we had a good season. But um, one more thing over the past couple of weeks that you know was really shocking was Patrick Beverly. So Patrick oh Beverly completely torched <laughs> Chris Paul in a morning show appearance for the ages. So. He appeared on Get Up from ESPN and first take shows on Monday after Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns suffered a 33-point blowout to the Mavs in Game 7 of their Western Conference semifinal series. And Patrick Beverly did not hold back while explaining that the veteran point guard can't guard and said he's not the only player in the league who feels that way. And he said that like, nobody's worried about them. And he um he, and actually coincidentally Patrick Beverly was one of the pieces the Rockets used in a 2018 trade that landed them Chris Paul from the Clippers and he said don't get it twisted he can't guard he can't and everyone knows that CP can't guard anyone man everyone in the NBA know, knows that and I don't know he's he said give him the Ben Simmons slander and he <laughs> and he called him a cone <laughs> okay so no, he he said you know yeah he said you know what you do with cones in the summertime you get you got a cone you make a move what does the cone do nothing he's a cone everyone knows that it's just that y'all don't want to accept that give him the best of slander and then but Stephen Stephen a smith was stunned by it and he told him to watch himself <laughs> oh my god no, and then, here's the thing about like Patrick Beverly. Oh, and, and then and then one more thing. And then Patrick Beverly says the Sun sh- so in the game seven, they benched DeAndre Ayton. He said that they benched the wrong person. They should have benched Chris Paul over DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> so he was completely trying to roast him and stuff like that. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of like Chris Paul did have a bad series after game one and game two for that series, but like, oh my god. A little bit too much. It's, oh, I saw Dave. Dave completely defended uh, Patrick Beverly. He's, I mean, completely defended Chris Paul, not Patrick Beverly. He's a badass, bro. He, he was like, he was literally talking about how Patrick Beverly like should not be talking and like why why is he hating on Chris Paul so much after he's done so much. Um, so I don't know. I feel and, like- and, and and then when Patrick and then like I I saw like an like an, like an Instagram post where like. You know, Damon Lord said, like, I mean, he tweeted, like, why would he do that? And then I kind of saw a video where, remember, like, last year when they played in the, in the conference finals where Patrick Beverly shoved Chris Paul to the yeah. ground? I don't know. I feel like that might kind of be connected. I don't know why. Patrick Beverly is, like, beef with everybody, though. He's, like, beef with LeBron. Kevin Durant. <laughs> Chris Paul, <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> like, probably Steph Curry, Steph Curry too. 
He probably remember, he, he probably has beef with his own teammates. <laughs> exactly. Like I remember right after the Clippers got Kawhi and Paul George, and then they played the Warriors opening night. Patrick Beverly said, I got the next five years, like the Clippers and him. And, <laughs> and now here we are almost well, not five years, but like three years later. And uh, we can see the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, and then Patrick Beverly is sitting at home <laughs> in Cancun. Yeah, so, after after blowing like two twenty five point leads to the Grizzlies, <laughs> literally. Yeah. So I mean, he's just he's just like I, he's a funny guy though. He makes it entertaining. Honestly, I like that he does yeah. that stuff. Like like even though he's okay. Actually, here's a question: Do you think Chris Paul like deserves some of that slander though? Because he did. He has like choked so many two point two zero leads. 3-1 leads, like, he's choked. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've seen all the, like, the, the posts where it says how, like, it shows all the years that he got, how he blew the leads, but, like, Chris Paul in 2018, they played the Warriors. He got injured in game six, and they were supposed to win the entire series. And mm-hmm. they probably would have, even though I was, like, shooting for the Warriors in that series. I still think that the Rockets would have probably won if Chris Paul didn't get injured in that, in that game six. Um and then also, I mean, what he they lost the Jazz in seven one year. I think that was 2017. Um, and then Chris Paul um, made to the finals, blew a 2 0 lead, just blew another 2 0 lead. Yeah, I mean, but you can't blame Chris Paul for everything. I mean, I mean, I haven't looked at his stats, so I can't really tell you if it's his fault or not. But you know, one man is not, I mean, unless you're literally the best player, which I think Devin Booker is the best on the Suns. All time, yeah, Chris Paul, but Devin Booker is currently the best there. Um, and then you have so many up and coming stars like Mikhail Bridges, Cameron Johnson, DeAndre Ayton. Um, so I think the Suns are still fine. Um, I think that they have a bright future ahead of them. So I, I don't think they have anything to worry about. I just think that they need to win a ring ASAP for Chris Paul, and next year has to be the year that they do it because Chris Paul's probably going to retire if they don't win. Yeah, but here's the thing. Now they, I feel like they made DeAndre Ayton mad also because they because Monty Williams benched him, and then he said it was an internal matter or something. And I, I feel like isn't DeAndre Ayton is supposed to get a contract this summer? So I wonder if that's gonna that might sway him a little bit. Um, since the fact that like his own team literally went, oh hey yeah, we're gonna have to bench you in the most important game of our season. So I don't know. They could they might even have a situation where they kind of lose an important piece uh, such to somewhere else. Yeah. And Monty Williams did win coach of the year. So I feel like all the coaches of the year, like never do that well in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, like 2020, like Monty Williams won this year. Who won coach of the year in all these years? Like, Wayne Casey won coach of the year and then they, they got swept. Shut up. LeBron. <laughs> I remember that. We don't talk about LeBron Toe anymore. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Um, but Tom Thibodeau for the New York Knicks won in 20-21. I just think that coach of the year does not mean that you're going to go win the championship. It's kind of, I kind of think it relates to MVP and, and, and most improved player in a way because the Knicks came out of nowhere and made the playoffs. 2020 mm-hmm. Nick Nurse, Toronto Raptors, they, they lost Kawhi. They still made second round, almost conference finals, lost in game seven. 2019, Mike Boonholzer, the Bucks came from barely make the first round to, all, you know, pulling a 2-0 lead in 2019, but still making the conference finals. 
2018, actually. Yeah, Dwayne Casey. Oh, yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> Mike D'Antoni makes sense for the Rock. 2016, Steve Kerr makes sense for the 73-9. and nine. The Hawks in 2015. And then Greg, Greg Popovich, George Caro, Greg Popovich. I don't know. Yeah, so I think it kind of corresponds to most improved player and, and, you know, most valuable because your team still has to do well. But, again, like the Knicks came out of nowhere to the first round. You could still win coach of the year if that happens. If like if like the yeah. magic, if like the magic make the like the playoffs next year, then probably their coach is gonna win or be a top three candidate because they came from not I don't even think they won 20 games in the season to making the playoffs. So it's definitely a huge improvement. That would be funny if like one of these years every single team gets like 30 wins. And then some, and then like their teams have like thirty five wins and make the playoffs. Oh, so it's like funny. super level and like there's yeah. no super high seeded teams. That would be crazy, but that would be so much fun. Yeah, that'd be funny. And like, um, oh, oh yeah, did you hear about this thing with the NBA? They said that they they might add a mid season tournament. Like they're really pushing to it. Yeah. Like I know they've talked about it before, but yeah, I saw that's the not not Adrian Wojnarowski, the other guy, Shams NBA posted that. I saw that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that would work out. It'd be so weird. Um, you know what they should they should, the midseason to, they should just have it for like all the bo- teams that are at the bottom of the league halfway through the year should just have a tournament, and then like they should just have like a special prize like a play-in spot or something for that. Yeah, I, I'm 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 confused on what the midseason tournament is gonna like what they're thinking about doing. I'm kind of curious to see what what they're gonna do. Yeah, because it could be like I feel like it'd be pointless if you just give them. I don't even know what you'd give them. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it'll be it'll be exciting to see what the NBA does um, with that decision. And yeah, I think it's going to be exciting for that. Yep. All right, guys. I think that's going to wrap up today's episode. Um, thank you guys for watching. Hope everybody enjoyed. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe on all the platforms: YouTube, uh, Instagram, um, everything where you wherever you watch. And you know, we're, we're going to be um, posting more frequently on because it's the summer now. Um, I, I'm done with school. I don't know if Igmer's done with school yet. Still have one more month, but it's like, whatever. Yeah, because yeah, you're a senior. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, guys, we're going to, I mean, please leave a comment down below on what you guys want us to post um, on, you know, on all platforms, what type of shorts you guys prefer and so on and so forth. So with that being said, me and Igmer will see you guys next week.